Previously on Christmas with the Bros. Gosh, unless we're talking about honey butter chicken biscuit, that's enough. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tala. Gross. Wow. Why did you make the, the bacon so crispy? That, oh, this is oh, what's happening. Oh, oh, you guys can't oh, see oh, this. Okay, wait, wait. Oh. How did he get his off so fast? Wow. Don't forget to wipe. Does Joe not hey, wipe? Wait, Cheeto. Does your she turn often forget? Oh, no. I found you in my kitchen. Wait, I pressed a button. So now I'm giving mine? Yep. I pressed a button. I think it was like a 20 ounce jar of Mexican style hominy. Oh, oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is scary, oh guys. Is it like it's... mac and cheese? <laughs> I haven't drank. Good. Whoa. Wait a Whoa. Krista, yeah. you're the Podcast microphone. With the oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Hey, guys. Um, so we wanted to actually have this podcast to share the three circles. Jacob, do you know what the three circles is? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I do. Oh, I'm fine. Fine. I, you're be like, I, however, hey, you have, oh, I, however, have not heard. I've, I've heard of the three circles, but I've never had it, like, explained, explained to me. Oh, I'm also uh, pretending to be an atheist. No, so I'm, I'm not pretending. <laughs> I always, okay. Hannah's so, not pretending. Well, I don't quick, like to lie. Quick moment of no. pridefulness in Hannah's life. When I was, like, younger and uh, my dad would go to this, like, class on like how to share the gospel and I love the way they did it so every time there's like breakouts for like how to share the gospel I don't go to them because I'm like it's not going to be better than the one I learned mm. so change my mind oh, oh. oh. Whoa. <laughs> I actually actually will okay. okay watch it happen Do it. Okay. so three circles right implies that there's going to be three circles that are drawn so <laughs> the first circle I'm sorry I find this really I'm interesting <laughs> wait does this like type on paper yeah I'll show you that's what a typewriter it. does okay I'm fine with that. Okay, anyway, you're okay. Anyway, okay, so oh, gosh. what you're going to do is you have your first circle and you draw it and you put a heart in it and you talk about how in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and everything was absolutely perfect. Um, but then you draw another circle kind of towards the right of the circle you drew with the heart in and you draw a squiggly line in it. And they can do this at home. Yes. DIY. Or you can do it to people who don't know the gospel, you yep. know, because that's perfect. But practice it first. True. Also, there's a website, and I'm pretty sure it's called threecircles.com that you can. I'll double. You can, I'll likely, fact check. Yes. Fact that check. That, yeah. Um, so anyway, you draw the squiggly line, and in the squiggly line, you talk about man ran from God's creation and ran to sin, and then you draw more squiggly lines outside of the circle, and you explain sins like, for example, lust, lying, cheating, stealing, putting idols before God, whatever you think of comes to your mind. And then you draw an arrow pointing from the circle with the heart to the circle with the squiggly line, and you draw a man running, which I always have a hard time drawing, but <laughs> practice makes perfect. And you talk about how man ran towards sin. Just remember that stick figures have joints. Yeah. That always helped me. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> then you draw your third circle down at the bottom. Um, and so a lot of people do this actually different ways. But you draw the circle and you draw a cross in it, and you can draw the arrows pointing like Jesus came down, died on the cross, and the arrow pointing up saying he came back, or he went back <coughs> to heaven. Um, but I typically just draw a cross in the circle talking about how um, the Lord, because we sinned and ran from him, 
sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And if you make him Lord of your life, so you draw a little like crown on top of that circle. And then you draw an arrow from the squiggly line circle to the circle with the cross and you draw a stick figure praying. Um, and then you talk <laughs> about how the Lord, how you can pray and ask the Lord to be Lord of your life. And then you draw a circle back to, or not circle, excuse me, an arrow from the circle with the cross to the circle with the heart. And you draw a man, um, another stick figure with like little lines around him because he's happy because he accepted Jesus as a savior. And now he's back to where he was. And I'm going to make two points because this is what, anyway. So because a lot of people and a lot of Christians will like accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and be like, okay, that was cool. But the arrow goes back to God's creation because at the end of the day, we are created by God and for God. Therefore, we are drawn back to God to worship him because, and I'm going to say this again, and because people always think like, oh, like, Jesus died for my sins, which is great. And I could totally get on board with that, which is true. But he also did that so you could go out and share the gospel with other people. Like it doesn't just end with you. Like mm-hmm. your salvation is not about you. It's about you bringing <laughs> others with you to Christ. Um, so anyway, you look at that and then you look at the circle and then the person, this is, this is where it gets good. Because then the person that you're sharing the gospel with, you look at them and you say, okay, in this diagram, where do you think you're at? And a lot of times they'll point to the circle with the squiggly lines and they're like, well, I think I'm here. Or they'll point to the man praying and they'll be like, well, I want to be here, but I'm just not there yet. And then you kind of ask them questions there and then you ask them the golden question. Because if you share the gospel and then you don't ask the golden question, then not going to lie, you kind of wasted your time. Um, And the golden question is, do you want to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Because if you share the gospel and then you're like, okay, see you later again, you wasted yeah. your time. Um, so again, always, always ask the golden question. Not completely though. You can plant a seed. Which is God true, that, but right? a lot of, and I'll say this cause I know a lot of people's stories. They're just like Christian would, would tell me the gospel would tell me Jesus loves me, but they would never give me the invitation to mm-hmm. yeah. like right. come and follow him. So then they were just like, I was just waiting for that. Can so. I jump off of this? Yeah. I was also going to jump off of that. I was also, also wow. going to jump off of this. Wow. Okay. Also, so exciting. Also, also <laughs> I called first. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll go then last. Christian, then, yep. I'll go last. Okay. Sweet. Okay. okay. So jumping off of that. Jake, yeah. where you're last because you're the baby. <laughs> oh. I am the youngest. Oh, wait. But I'm the tallest. It is an age order. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. It does make Trista sense. started. Okay, go, Roman. So, jumping off of where you were saying that uh, we are to share the gospel, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was convicted uh, this semester while at OBU uh, by God about uh, exactly that. So, I came to campus and... Um, Throughout the entire summer, I really felt like I was opening my eyes to actually have understanding of what Scripture said and uh, to actually know what I believed mm-hmm. and firm, firm mate, firm mate, my faith. Like mm-hmm. I, I really affirmed what I believed. Okay, affirmate, affirmate. Thank you. No, Just affirm. Affirmate is not a word. I affirm. It is. A I affirm. Affirmate. I affirm. <laughs> I affirmed my faith. Okay. There you go. So I go to campus. And I'm like, immediately like, y'all, I gotta like share all these like details about what scripture says. And I kind of got prideful Mm. about how much I knew about God. And I completely left out (laughs) the goal, the main priority 
which is to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. right. I started explaining all the things that God was mm -hmm. and all the things that God had done, mm -hmm. but I never explained the importance of having a relationship with God, yeah. about bringing other people yeah. into a relationship with God. And I was in this like me situation mm -hmm. where I was like, yeah, I know all this about God. Do you know all this about God? Because I know all this about God. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you should know all this about God. But mm. God convicted me in a way of mm -hmm. saying, okay, Roman, doesn't matter how much I know. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much I know about God. What matters is that I am stepping out and inviting other people yeah. to pursue God right alongside me. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they are brand new at being a Christian mm -hmm. or have been a Christian for years. I am to encourage and invite them mm -hmm. to walk right alongside me. Yeah. Yeah. I also, okay, sorry. Affirmate is a word. Go for it. Oh my gosh. It's not. So, I think really it's Italian. <laughs> Sorry. There is this quote that like changed my life and it's from Lottie Moon. And if you guys don't know who that is, she was a missionary in China for like Bro, our back whenever I was like seven. Yes. Uh, yeah. Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Yes, yeah, hey. yeah. Oh so my actually, okay, quick side note about Lottie Moon. Oh she God. literally was engaged to a professor of theology, like had her life set up and then the Lord was like, you need to go to China. And she literally called off her engagement mm. and went to China and mm. literally died no like single, but lived the rest of her life in China, like ministering to women. And I was like, man, anyway, but she made, she said this and it, it changed my life. She said, should we not press it home upon our consciences that the sole object of our conversion was not the salvation of our <laughs> own souls, but that we might become co-workers with our Lord and master in the conversion of the world mm. and i just love that because wow. i it's like literally your salvation like yes it is about you starting a relationship with christ but when something is so good in your life you're going to want to share it with other people mm -hmm. and so it's just like literally we get to labor with the king of kings and lord of lords and bringing the nations back to him yep. and it's Truth. like wow that's that's dope. <coughs> anyway okay okay real quick first of all yeah um Krista, if I ever get engaged, please don't tell my fiance about Lottie Moon because I'm getting a degree in theology and I don't I don't want my fiance to just pack up and run to China. Hey, uh, both so, of you do assume you're going to get engaged. Oh! Whoa! You said your hair looks really the nice. The Lord could have different things for you. You never know. All I'm going to say. Dang, I'm going to have to listen to like 74 <laughs> minutes in order yeah. to hear what you said. 74 minutes. Why um, was that so specific? Why didn't he just say an hour it, and 40 It's actually minutes? not even 70 minutes. Anyway. It's 60 um, and a half. What I was going to talk about on the, like, uh, planting seeds and presenting the gospel. Um, yes. Yes, planting seeds. It's mm -hmm. always planting yeah. seeds. But mm -hmm. we should constantly be giving people that opportunity mm -hmm. yeah. to, like, really step out because well, a lot of times a, like you said like yeah. a lot of times they want to they're just right, waiting right, to be right. invited well and i think it's like because after i share the gospel <clears throat> with somebody and like i'll ask them that question and they'll say no or or whatever <clears throat> i always leave that conversation and my prayer is always god i pray that they will wrestle with what we just talked about oh, yeah. because exactly. they're wrestling yeah. with with the truth <laughs> and it's like if they don't like if they leave that conversation and they're just, they forget all about it. Like <coughs> I ask the Lord that they would wrestle with it so that yeah. they will never forget it. So that they continue to wrestle with the truth because the gospel is offensive because it deals with our sin. Boom. And I want them to understand like that they are a sinner in need of a savior. Therefore, like wrestling with the truth is just like mm -hmm. them 
coming to the point of them understanding that the truth can be sweet, <coughs> but it has to purge the poison that's within their soul first so that they come to the point where they're like, man, I do need Jesus. Amen to that. Also, another thing is like, we don't ever want to plant seeds without giving that seed an opportunity to sprout. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and even like the Bible says, sorry, but the Bible says go and make disciples, not go and make converts. So I think exactly. a, mm-hmm. a big part of like, yes, planting seed is very important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like when you present the gospel to the people, like, like Krista said a little bit ago, like sometimes mm-hmm. they're going to say no. And yeah. that's, that's like, that is right. a great seed to be yeah. planted. But right. we still, right. yeah, like, like you said a little bit ago, Jacob, you still do want to like, it's not yeah. wasted regardless right. because right. you are planting seeds, but in taking the next step yeah. in our faith is yes. after we have planted those seeds, we give them the opportunity yeah. to sprout. That should be heavy <clears throat> on our heart that right. we're not like withholding that from them, telling them all these things, like tell them mm-hmm. like, listen, you're on a path towards eternal separation from God and like all these different things. We don't want to yeah. tell them all these things and then be like the only ways to come into a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Peace out. All right, I'm done. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You don't you don't want to just leave it like that. You you do want to give them that opportunity. You always plant seeds with the intent for them to grow. Well, and I think at the end of the day, like you should walk away from the conversation being like, okay, was I faithful and was God glorified? Mm. And that like and this is a vulnerable moment for me. But within (coughs) this, I so there was one night that I spoke at BCM And I just got off stage and I was like, man, like that was awful. And then that weekend I saw one of my old mentors and we started talking about BCM and stuff. And she was like, how's it going? And I was like, good. I spoke this past week, but I feel like I just really did really awful. And she looked at me and she was like, well, was God glorified? And I was like, well, yeah. And she just looked at me and she was like, well, why is that not enough for you? And it was in that moment that I was like, (laughs) if God is glorified and that isn't enough for me, like then I have some pride and sin issue within my own self that I need to get rid of. And ever since then, like any conversation I have with someone, especially a non-believer, if I walk away saying, okay, God was glorified, yes. (laughs) And I was faithful with the gospel, yes, that Mm -hmm. should be enough for me. And I also think going off, okay, Sorry, that was my Cheeto bag. Um, <laughs> oh, it we picked it up on the mic. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so this passage of scripture, like, really, really helped me um, because there's, again, just this element of pride, even in, in a Christian's life. Um, and there is a passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians, um, and I think it's actually chapter 2. Wow. Oh, I'm in 2 Corinthians. This is awkward. I'm actually just going to get my Bible out. Hold on. That's cool. We're even our mission, Christian, this couch feels like it was made by the same people that made the one we got for AJ. Like, <laughs> really? It gives me Honestly, the same I wouldn't vibes. be surprised. I, I do get the same vibes as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sitting in the crack here, and it's feeling like it's about to, like, here. fold yeah. over. Here. No, no, no. no. Also, I'm not complaining about the crack. Um, there you go. No. Quick word, um, yes. after we're done with this, we no. really need to clean up. We kind of trashed yeah. Zach's room. Oh, it's fine. We'll clean it up. We love you, Zach. It won't be okay. that bad. Okay, this is my last thing yeah, I'm going to say, because oh, I know you I wanted do, to. I yeah, do want to no, no, hop no. on next. Um, so in First Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 3, um, so Paul is talking about him and Apollos, who was just someone he labored with among the lost. And he says, what then is Apollos, and what is Paul, servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So Mm. neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. 
And I just love that because like literally he just was like, you're literally nothing. You're just like a messenger and God is the one that grows the seed. Mm -hmm. So like, just be faithful with the gospel. So anyway, okay. Period. Pop off. That was so good. Love, love, love you. Also, I really appreciate how good did, of a singer Did you say live, laugh, love you? Yeah. yeah. I respect I've that. I've been saying Bro, the other day on campus, lot. someone said live, laugh, love, and I said, all right, Becky. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. And nobody knew. I was, yeah, no, they oh, were like, that's what? So and I was embarrassing. like, oh, man. <sighs> love, Anna. love that for you. Okay, so pull up the, let me see your little thing again. Yeah. Okay, so I live, laugh, love this. Um, now I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> um, okay, so the one, I actually do, really do enjoy this. I think it's very simple and it um, it illustrates it very well for the visual people, as I am. I do appreciate that. But um, I'm just gonna add one thing to it. Yep. Um, because this is like, this is what I was taught in the, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is what I was taught in the class or whatever, um, but like, Okay, so what they would do is they would go up to these people, and I really don't know how they started the conversation, but they made it look really easy, which is honestly the hardest part I of starting the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they'd start the conversation, and somehow they'd get to Ten Commandments, okay? And so they would say, like, well, the question was always, do you consider yourself a good person? Um, because think about it. Like, a lot of people in our society today, the, the theme in our society is I'm not that bad, or I'm not, you know as bad as pagan neighbor Bob or something like that. Um, and I think, I think, I think the, I think one of the core issues when it comes to like sharing the gospel is having people realize that they're sinners. And like, um, Mm. Jacob gave a lesson tonight and he was kind of talking about like why they needed the law in the old Testament was because people did not realize they were sinners. And I think, um, I think that's something that our society really struggles with because everything that's being poured into our students is like, or even young adults is like, you are valuable, you are perfect, you are all these kind of things. And um, I think that's doing a real detriment to mm-hmm. uh, to people, to, to mm-hmm. feed them with the, this um, idea that there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think, I think that's a great place to start is like ask the question, are you a good person? Most people are going to say, yes, I'm a mm-hmm. good person. And so then what they would do is they would like measure um, this person against the Ten Commandments. So mm-hmm. they would say, okay, do you know any of the Ten Commandments? And then they would get like three or something like that. And so he would say like, okay, have you ever lied? Have you ever um, lusted over somebody? I can't think of any of them now that I'm trying to list them. That's okay. But, um, even, like, the murder one, they would always be like, oh, no, I haven't murdered, but then, you know, uh, sermon, is it Sermon on the Mount? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would always be like, okay. Or G- Jesus I said... I just taught about that tonight. Yeah, you what? did. You <laughs> did on. just teach about it that. It was in the sermon. Um, I was trying to think of questions for you, so I, <laughs> I didn't pay attention very well. <laughs> um, that's okay. You're good. But, like, Sermon on the Mount, he says anyone that's hated your their brother has um, committed murder in their heart. Yep. And so like according to that standard, according to the standard of Jesus, the person that it can save you from these sins, mm-hmm. like are are you measuring up to that standard? Yeah. And they would just go through each and every single one. And these people would come to realize, oh, I'm not great like my mm-hmm. mama said. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that is something that when you're sharing the gospel, the, the squiggly lines where you talk about all your sins, a lot of people don't realize those are sins. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and, like, I had a teacher one time tell me that he he uh, he lived over in Paraguay. Um, and 
Jacob knows who I'm talking about now. Um, but he he had this group of boys, and um, they were all together. And sorry, I'm gonna get really deep, but it's okay. But they he asked them the question, okay, who here struggles with pornography? None of them raised their hands. And he said, okay, who here watches pornography? All of them raised their hands. They didn't realize that it was something that mm-hmm. it was that it was um, something that was separating them from God. Yeah. And so I think. We, that's where you have to start yeah. is you have to say, okay, there's a separation and right. here's why. It's right. not God, it's you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one more analogy here. Uh, you guys, I'm it. so sorry. <laughs> but um, you guys know those trucks that only have like one seat and it's like a bench? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I really love this analogy. So there was this uh, couple, okay, and... He was in the driver's seat, always driving, and she would always sit in the middle seat because, ah, oh, they're in love, you know? And, um, that's cute. Really isn't that cute. so cute? Yeah, that's really I, cute. I, I so, can't so wait for cute. That <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just. Right now, he's I, just got the sub. Oh, dang, that's <laughs> no. why he wants to sell his truck and get the Ford Ranger. Get the, mm. No, he's no. He's trying to get the chicks. My truck, oh, I know. Dang. The truck I have now hey. has a bench seat. Tom, I made sure that that Tom was Tom has a bench seat. Bench seats are best seats. <laughs> okay. I'm just anyway, and plus so they're comfy if you ever want to like. They are quite take comfy. So, so the guys sitting there and driving, and the girl would always sit in the middle. And over time, you know, life goes on. They get older, and um, she moves from the middle seat to the side seat. And one day, she looks over at him and she says, "Oh, I used to, I used to sit right there. What happened to us?" Um, and he said, "Well, I didn't move." And <laughs> Oh. Yeah, isn't that oh. a good analogy? Wow. <laughs> um, so I, I just, I love like thinking about that as like that. That's us with Christ. Like, he's never moved. We, we've gone from the middle to the side. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think understanding that we're the ones moving away from him mm-hmm. because of well, 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 isn't it the consequence of my own actions? <laughs> because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because of the consequence of our own actions, we have that separation. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I don't know. I just think that's a great place Mm -hmm. to start when doing this. Because if somebody doesn't realize at the beginning that they're a sinner, they're Mm -hmm. not going to know what to repent of. Or, you know what I'm saying? So, Well, and I'll even say, because going off of what you said, and I think this needs to be a point made, is... A lot of times I think Christians think that the gospel is only for lost people, mm. but it's also for Christians. Oh, oh yeah. I realized whoa, that whoa, like, whoa. I realized that a few months ago. Well, yeah. I say that because of literally everything he had just talked about, like with the Ten Commandments and stuff, and I think Christians a lot of times get this sense of entitlement, like we deserve the gospel, like we deserve to like mm-hmm. be with Jesus, whatever, and like literally if you think that, like then you have a sin issue because we deserve mm, hell right. and we deserve death. Like people always say that, oh, it's not fair for God to send people to hell. The gospel is what is not fair because we don't deserve that. And right. I don't think people understand yeah. that, but I say all that because of what Hannah was talking about, just with the Ten Commandments. Like as Christians, we feel entitled to things because we've made our sin weightless in comparison to just who God is and the glory that he has. And I think we oftentimes paint God in this picture of like, oh my gosh, God loves me so much, which is true. But like, God is a God of wrath and he is a God who wants justice. And because of that, like our sin in comparison to his glory is separating us from him. And I think a lot of times, again, we feel this sense of entitlement to not seek out Jesus or to not keep him first above everything. But 
And I think, again, we just have made our sin so weightless that we brush it off or we, we brush it under the rug and we're like, oh, we'll deal with that later. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I'm scared for this generation of Christians a lot of times because we do feel entitled to things and because we don't deal with our sin immediately when it happens because we don't feel convicted because we have suppressed <clears throat> the Holy Spirit in such a way that we don't feel convicted about our sin because we're just like, oh, I'll do better the next day. But you can't save yourself. So what are you trying to be better at is really the question that it goes to. That um, sounds like a jab at Mormonism to saying because well, their goal is to be better, jab better at anyone, today jab at sinners. <laughs> well, we're all sinners. That's, so, uh, that's my everyone. point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Uh, Can I make a side note off that? Yep. Go ahead. It's your turn to make the No, note. I have something as well. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Write so, it down. So so side point on what... I can't handle it. Um, this isn't the thing I was going to talk about, but with that, I think Christians do... Um, the lesson I talked about tonight was mm -hmm. how... Christians a lot of times throw away the law. We don't even think about the law. Mm -hmm. But with that, I don't think Christians even think about the gospel much. Yeah. And that is, I thought you were going to talk about that, but you kind of went a little like no, to no, something yeah, else. Yeah. But but I even did it in my own life. Once, once I was saved, I was like, the gospel is the milk. I want the meat. But I didn't realize that the gospel was the meat yeah. and that yeah. there's so much more to it That's than what you realize at first when yes. you first accept the gospel yeah. yes. that's just the tip of the iceberg of the gospel right. as you become strong in your relationship with christ right. you'll realize so much more and more mm -hmm. just how deep your sin is mm -hmm. and how amazing that that gift is and yeah. so it all comes back <coughs> it all yes. comes back the gospel. to the gospel and if you don't point it back to the gospel then i think you've You've missed the whole. I don't think you. Point missed, of the gospel. I don't think you've missed the point. I think you forfeited the entire point of the mm, gospel. Yep. Wow. In such a way, because like, if you think about it, like, okay, <clears throat> look at the story of David and Goliath. Everyone is always like, oh, like, God's gonna help me defeat my Goliath. But if you read that story, literally, and First Samuel talks about it, and it literally, David looks at Goliath and he says, I'm doing this so that all of Israel, everyone knows that there's a God in Israel. And I always tell people that God is not interested in settling your inconveniences. He's interested in bringing glory to himself. Therefore, like we should seek out the gospel and absolutely everything we say and do because everything, everything in this world and our purpose and everything derives from the gospel. So why would we not point it back to the gospel? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I could get off on a whole soapbox no, on that's that. Really but anyway. So back, okay. So that was a side note I talked about. So back to the, the three circles. Christian like, side note. I have, oh, you, I have a side note to my side, side note? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I a side I'll, note on her okay, side Okay, all right. Side note oh, on her okay. side note yeah. to my okay. side note of her Big side note. note. <laughs> like, you're Actually, it was my big it note. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Note. It started here. <laughs> it started here. Side noted, side noted, side noted. And now side I'm noted. Wait, no, no. It went, it went side, side note, note to side note to the sinus, and now you're side noted to the first side note to my side note. Yes. First side note to Hannah's side note. Big note. Hannah's big note. Hannah snaps your big note. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Christian. Am I the side note on your footnote? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You really okay. had to throw a footnote in there. Anyway. I said footnote. Oh. Go ahead, Cheeto. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gosh. No, I'm, gonna talk about I'm trying to remember exactly, like, how far back to go. So, so uh, one of the things that you said is that. Whataburger? Or Taco Bell. <gasps> okay, all right. Christian's about to drop some Sorry. truth and I'm ready for it. Wait. Okay, butter. 
One of the things that you're talking about is that we say that like God sending people to hell isn't fair. I like you said hell quieter. God sending people to hell. God sending people to hell. Am I allowed to say it? You're allowed to say hell. You said that a lot of people say that God sending people to hell is not fair. Right? Right. But the reality is that that is justice because that is what we deserve. Yeah. Right? So going on that, man, there is this one thing that Shane Pruitt. Hold on, pause, hold on, wait. There was this no, one thing no, that Shane Pruitt said at Falls Creek this summer, yes. and it rattled me to my core, and yes. it has stuck with me ever since. To his yes. core. To my core, all right. Like, all the way to, like, my third ab. <laughs> okay. How many do you have? Three. Okay, anyway. Yeah, okay, so what he said, listen to this. This blew me away, and it okay. has stuck with me since. So, first of all, Philip was talking this morning about um, how God doesn't send people to hell. People mm. choose to go there. Yes. Oh, mm. that's... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. Okay, so oh. the, the, thing, the thing that Shane said at Falls Creek... Man, this Are blew you going to get there? Yes. It's literally going right now. Goodness. What he said is he said, God will be glorified no matter what. Mm. No, whether it is through his mercy or through his yeah. justice. Mm-hmm. He will be glorified. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh, because, oh, like, gosh. my goodness, because, yeah. like, man, mm-hmm. if he shows mercy through uh, to those who have come into relationship with him, mm. to those who have claimed him as their Lord, made him the master of their life, those yeah. people that uh, choose to clothe themselves in the righteousness of Christ rather than trying to abide in their own works, <laughs> yeah. then... To those people, he will show mercy because he will say, um, well done, my good and faithful servant, mm-hmm. right? Because they have chosen to clothe themselves in his righteousness. And to those who try to live on their own goodness or refuse to come into relationship with him, high keys, um, to those who, who refuse that, he's still going to be glorified right. because he is a God of justice. Yeah. He's the only true just being like we Mm. can try to enact justice here on earth but Mm. like if if a murder takes place there's no true justice (laughs) that can fulfill and like bring back that person that was murdered right right? but god is the only one who could ever bring about true justice so whether it is through his mercy or whether it is through Mm. his justice he's Mm. going to be glorified um the other thing talking about um our own works versus um, taking on the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, <coughs> I'm trying to remember exactly what chapter. Um, in Matthew, um, Jesus tells the parable of um, the wedding feast, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, the um, person putting on the feast, he sends out all of his servants and he says, guys, go out and uh, invite everybody that I know. Invite all my friends. Tell them to come to me, There's right? A song. I know, right? Come to Wait. The table. No. Oh, no? Okay. Sorry. I'll, anyway, I'll moving think on. of it and do sing it at the end. Okay, I got you. So <laughs> anyway, so he says, go invite all my people, like all of all of the people that like 
I call my friends, go and invite them. And so he goes out, or all the servants go out and they go out to invite them. And they go to these people and they say, hey, there's an amazing feast happening tonight and we want you to be a part of it. And some, they said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy. And mm -hmm. they ignored them and they left. To some, they said, I don't want to be a part of that. And they ignored them and left. And to some, uh, they abused the servants. To some, they persecuted them. To some, they murdered them. Um, and all the people that they had sent, um, like had been sent to go invite to the wedding feast, ignored the call. Mm. They ignored that, mm -hmm. right? They rejected the offer. And so what does the, uh, the host say when they come back? They say, uh, they tell the host, they say, we invited all these people and they all rejected us. To some, they ignored us. <clears throat> to some, they said they were a bitsy. To some, they, they murdered our people. Right. And so he says, go out into the streets and invite every person that you can find. We are going to fill up this room mm -hmm. right to this wedding feast. And so they go out and they invite everybody. And so many people come in and they're they're dressed in these wedding garments. And so the host, he comes in and he sees all these people in their wedding garments because they've been invited to the feast. Right. And so he comes up to this one guy who's not wearing wedding garments. And he says, friend, how did you get in here without wearing your wedding garment? And the man had nothing to say because he had no excuse. And so the host said, you're not welcome here. You must be put out where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And what that is meaning is that <clears throat> God has offered the, the road for each and every person to come into relationship with him. He's opened up that gate where he's telling his servants, go out and tell every person the Great Commission. Go out and make disciples to preach the gospel to all creatures, right? He's saying, go out and invite all these people. But in order to be brought in, you have to clothe yourself in the wedding garments. Mm. The wedding garments is the righteousness of Christ. This man was trying to get in by clothing himself in his own personal choice of clothing rather than clothing, him, clothing himself in what was necessary, in what was needed, the thing that he needed in order to be a part of it. And that's the righteousness of Christ. Too often we, uh, we're trying to do everything on our own accord. We're trying to do everything by our own power and by our own works. And we say, oh yeah, it's just by the grace of God that I'm saved. But in reality, the way that we live is that we are trying to live in a way that says, my works are what gets me there. And mm -hmm. kind of like what you were talking about earlier, Krista, um, like if God was glorified and you were obedient to what he said, is that not enough? Mm -hmm. And we try to clothe ourselves in the righteousness, uh, in our own righteousness. Yeah. And the reality is, is that's never going to be enough because our own righteousness is only leading us to hell. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because in order to be with Christ and in union with him, we have to be clothed in his righteousness. That yep. is the only way. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We have to clothe ourselves in his righteousness. And the last thing that I'm going to say on this is it's an amazing analogy. I told Jacob about this earlier. I actually already said it in the podcast earlier, but I want you guys to hear this. Um, I was at the Youth Evangelism Forum this weekend, and one of the things that the pastor that was preaching, he said this, um, talking about John 15, where Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And uh, just as a, uh, a branch apart from the vine can bear no fruit, so you can bear no fruit apart from me. And what he said, it absolutely blew my mind. He says, 
we too often try to force ourselves to bear fruit. We're trying to force ourselves to produce things, our own works, mm -hmm. in order to attain righteousness. But what he said is you don't see a branch trying harder to produce a grape. When the branch abides with the vine, fruit is the natural result. Mm. And it's the exact I same know, way. Right? It's the exact same way with us. This uh, it blew my mind. When really we good. truly abide Quite nice. in Christ, Quite nice. <laughs> Quite the nice. fruit <laughs> the fruit of the spirit and the fruit um, as a result of our faith is the natural result. We don't have to mm -hmm. keep trying harder. Right. Because that's just trying harder to wrap ourselves in our own righteousness, but that's never going to be enough. The reality is, is if we just abide, fruit's gonna be the natural result. We're clothing ourselves in the righteousness of Christ. Sorry, I went off on a really long tangent. I was asking if I could buzz in. Buzz in. Um, <sighs> we're never gonna get we're gonna, I, It's we're okay, gonna, the know, side notes are make, exponential. Um, so I still have to sing the song. Also, it's almost 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So this is the hungry. in transition. I'm gonna side note and then it's going to Jacob and he's closing us. Well, yeah. Hannah's gotta sing After the song and we're good. Thing, and then Hannah sings yeah, the song that's what and I'm now closes. Yeah. You singing yeah. out is gonna be our closing. Okay. Yes. I'm so okay. <laughs> Can I go practice? I I hope. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope Rowan, copyright doesn't. Or we're gonna get out of here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say that uh, going off of what Christian was saying, with like our righteousness is only leading us to hell. Um, in the book of Isaiah, it actually says that the righteousness of man is but filthy rags compared to God. And so with that, like um, <clears throat> God is perfect. And there is no possible way for us to ever compare or become anything close to what he is. Uh, ever since the fall of man, we have been imperfect and broken people. And there is absolutely no possible way to ever uh, reach a point of being possibly in the presence of God. But that's the role of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the bridge that bridges over the gap of separation between perfection and imperfection. And through Jesus Christ, that is the only way, truth and life, that imperfection can be back in the presence of perfection. Mm -hmm. It's not by our righteousness, because our righteousness is filthy <laughs> rags, leading us straight to hell. But through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, imperfection is back with perfection. So yeah, Jacob. It's almost an hour and 40 minutes, but it's okay. Three-parter. So, yeah, it's a three-parter. <laughs> I could actually Guys, make it three I parts. I low-key have a whole lot more to say, so. Like, Good, please do. Like this like a 15-part. Oh, no. Oh, wow. She said this whole She said, I might have to make this a 15-part. <laughs> anyway. But anyway. anyway. I Just 15 little 15-minute <laughs> segments. Yeah. Right. Oh. No, okay, Krista, sorry. You're Continue. done. You're done. The bull. I'm sorry. I'm okay. very hungry, Jacob. Though. Yes. Yeah, there we so, go. So, yes, talk, talk, talk. Okay, really quickly. I, so, no, I want Taco Bell. Actually, I hope kind of up. I want coffee. Okay, sorry. Continue. <gasps> I hop. Let's go to I hop. Okay. Okay, Focus. finish it. I could go for a waffle. Mm -hmm. I could go for a breakfast burger. Not at breakfast. <laughs> Think about that. That's so abstract. Okay, talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just. Kids of breakfast burgers like a dinner Dude, item. I'm just going to start singing. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So, I didn't actually. I don't know how I found out about the three circles. Um, 
I didn't go to to the breakout at at Super Summer because I somehow already knew about it. I remember. Oh my gosh! Prayer it. breakfast. Prayer mm. breakfast. I think. Ooh, subtle promo. Subtle promo. We've hey, already shout we've out already promoed I watched that's multiple the, that's times. That's the one episode I watched. Hey, good job. You, you watched it. You or don't watch. to it. I watched it's better it. than Matthew. When I did the episode with Matthew, he hadn't watched any of the podcast. Oh my gosh! Like, Focus. I sorry. So prayer breakfast. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Ryan. Um, shout out to Ryan. He's a cool dude. I think he had the three circles on his phone, or someone else. Probably. Um, on the back of his phone, just like, like just like Roman has. Um, I don't know who it was, but. But they were like, yeah, I have this on the back of my phone so that um, so I can share the gospel with people. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he was like, I'm going to explain it to you. I was like, okay, go ahead. So he explained it to me, um, and I kind of got the basic gist of it. And then it was at Super Summer, and I was like, okay, it's pretty cool. Um, what I find interesting is, about it is that people attach to different parts of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Krista shared hers, and then Hannah shared hers. Um each person finds something that is tuned to their own life that they can relate with and that's what they try to relate to others and that's what I find interesting so for me what I kind of attach to um, with the three circles is the very beginning I whenever I see the beginning I see a perfect relationship with Christ that's how it was and how it was meant to be and relating it to creation that's the Garden of Eden, where they were able to walk with, with God in that perfect relationship and were able to abide in His presence. And then what messed it up is that Adam and Eve selfishly chose to um, want to become like their own gods, and they broke that one command they had, just don't, do not eat from this. So they pridefully and selfishly took that, and that's what, sent, what led to the next thing, which is the, the squiggles. And so, the, the squiggles. And so the, the first part, that perfect relationship is, is what we are working our way back to. That's the whole reason that it's a circle is because the whole gospel is to get us back to where we should be mm. and permanently and more perfectly than even the first one because we're with others now in that perfectness. And so, so, um, the whole the whole circle going from that perfect relationship to the brokenness, and going from the per- perfectness to Christ's sacrifice, is to get us back into His presence in a perfect relationship from where it started. And so I, I I kind of attach myself to that part because that's what I desire, and that's why I know I already have. <clears throat> like once you have accepted Christ, then the Holy Spirit starts to dwell inside of you, and so that means that you are now back into that perfect relationship. The work is done. Your, your eternity starts now. It's no longer something that like you die and like you hope you go to heaven or whatever. It's now until forever. Mm-hmm. It never ends. You are a part of your eternity. And so you should live as that. And so, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. That was my big note on your <coughs> lesson. <today. coughs> that was really good. <coughs> yeah, wait. Okay, she's gonna sing. Hold on. After she <laughs> sings, no. I have a little sn- snippet. No. Bro, we gotta go. No, this I'm, not, I'm not talking. This is I'm it's like a four-second snippet on my phone. I'm just gonna say, um, no, the I'm gonna get really closely. Yeah, part. the singing is gonna be okay, the last part. So I'm gonna say my thing. Oh. I'm gonna say my thing, and then she just going to say his thing. So first of all, because I want people. Wait, 
Oh, wait. Oh, dude, should Krista be the one to... Thank I think you, Krista should be the one to say it. Can you get... Do you have what, the words? What do I say? You put uh, the notes on your phone, right? Yeah, I think I have them. So okay. Oh, I'm going to read this. So you've listened to the podcast, right? Yeah. All the way till I, the end? Yeah. The little part where they're like, thank you for listening to the Brotherhood Podcast. You get to do that part. Cheeto was the first one. Roman got to do the next one. And so now it's you. So... Hannah, maybe one day. Maybe I'll grow up. You can. Maybe. When I grow up. When you're not a little baby. I'm older than you. Okay. I know. I'm a younger baby. Mm. Okay, so I wanted to say. I started singing this song too early. (laughs) This isn't the outro, but I'm just saying thank you for coming and listening to this podcast. Because, like, a lot of of difficult time and effort went into planning this. um, And focus. And focus. And there wasn't much. Yes. And Hannah just was. um, Nope. Just happened to be here, and be she was invited. So I'm glad, Hannah. Thank you for being here, thank Krista. Thank you for being a great guest. Always. Even though it's the Brotherhood podcast, you know we're always welcome to have the bros here. Yep. So thank y'all. Bros. The bros. Okay. Uh, Cheeto, you can say what you want to say. No, we don't have it anymore. Uh, the words. Just thank you. You deleted it. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Let I me tell you what you ready. say. <laughs> so she was. So ready. you say thank you for joining the Brotherhood podcast. But I'm not part we, of the brotherhood. Uh, we hope you are both spiritually we, and physically caffeinated. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> don't, both. <laughs> don't forget rule number two. Don't, don't do dumb stuff. stuff. Well, I feel like you guys just did it. Nope. No, no, no. It's, that's that's not how it counts. Now you do it. Can we all do that part? Don't. I'll do it? Yeah, we'll all do it. We'll all do it. We'll all say don't do dumb stuff. Okay. You, oh, yeah. You said don't forget rule number two, and then we'll all say yeah. oh, okay. So you say all of it, so okay. thank you for joining the brotherhood. Okay, wait, yeah. write it down. Christian, write it down. Now, it now that you write remember. Write that down, write that down. Write that down. Write that down. So that she can read it, so it makes it easier. Not yet. For joining us on the Brotherhood podcast, period. We hope you are both physically and spiritually caffeinated, period. Don't forget rule number two. Don't do dumb stuff. No. Bye, mom. Or say, but say something about your I'll, mom I'll after. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Chris needs to say. It. Okay. Say something to your mom. Here we go. But really, like energetically. You've listened to podcasts, you know. All right, okay. Hannah, go ahead and sing your song. No, I'm the last thing. Yeah. No, but oh, this but is this her this thing. Is the last, last. last. Yeah. Your yeah. thing introduces oh. this. Oh, he needs to do his. Hurry up, Christian. Awkward sermons you can't and hear. Part five. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> what is that? I don't know how I feel about it. Hold on. That was That's Kenneth not Copeland taking, uh, taking the Lord's Supper. Oh, okay. God. That was there we go. so weird. Okay, sing your song. I feel like I need to go like, get baptized sing or something. Song. I feel like I need to be washed clean. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to pull up the lyrics just in case I forget. All right. Okay. Hey, can you sing it in a non like? <laughs> no, it's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. Sing it in a bad way. That way um, we don't get copyrighted. I don't know. I don't it won't be copyrighted. It, copyright. it won't be Okay, good. I hope We're I safe, hope Jacob. Not. We're hope. If it does, Any? I'll just remove it. Then. Shh. Get close. I cannot come to the banquet. Don't trouble me now. I have married a wife. I have bought me a cow. I have fields and commitments that cost a pretty sum. Pray hold me excused. I cannot come. Cannot come. Woo! <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh, All right, time. Thank you guys wait, wait, for wait, joining. Wait. I'm ready. Thank you, God. Why is so close to me? <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
you for joining the Brotherhood Podcast. We hope you are both physically and spiritually caffeinated. Also, don't forget rule number two. Don't do dumb stuff! Shout out to Mama Jules. That's perfect. (laughs) Y'all, we did it. Okay, everybody, I cannot come to the banquet. Don't